Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Hey friends, Ryan Frank, welcome to the Daily Coffee Chat. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning, podcast, wherever you're catching the coffee chat. So glad to have you with me. If you have something you'd like to talk about or a question, please text the number right there, 833-792-6372. Just had a great Kids Matter uh, team meeting with some of our team talking about some of the cool things happening here at Kids Matter, like Global Kidmen Day happening August 8th. There's a lot of momentum going into August the 8th. Hope you've checked out globalkidmenday.com. We also have been every day adding new resources to kidsmatter.com. I want to let you know about a couple things that are brand new that you might miss. And that is, these were just added yesterday. They are interactive countdown videos. Now, I think we all know what countdown videos are, where you're watching the kids watch the screen and it's counting down. I know there are some fun countdown timer videos where you watch some extreme sports and stuff like that, but interactive countdowns. We had these made. There are four of them. They are just what they communicate. The kids don't sit and stare. They actually get up and move or they talk to the person next to them. They're, they're all interactive. So check out these interactive countdowns. Um, they're pretty fun. It's a brand new addition to the website, kidsmatter.com. Today, I want to talk to you about culture. Culture. Now, a lot of times we hear the word culture, and when we think of organizational culture, we immediately think of corporate culture. Um, the organizational culture of a church. Um, but, you know, in your ministry, whether you oversee the entire children's ministry or you are an early childhood director, preteen director, whatever, whatever you do, um, culture matters. And as the leader, you set the tone for the culture of your ministry. Culture answers the question, this is how we do things, okay? Um, the, it, culture answers the question, um, this is how people respond to how we do things. We all have probably worked or been in environments where the culture really stinks. We also have been, hopefully, in environments where the culture is really high and it's upbeat and there is good momentum, and there's good morale, and there's good community. But having a healthy culture never happens by default. It never happens on its own. You as the leader have to drive that culture. Now, yesterday I reached out to Andrew Brooks. Andrew um, is a friend of mine. He's an elementary pastor in Georgia, and he also has contributed some of the best-selling games uh, or videos that we have on Kids Matter, like the Cool Cats and Karaoke and others. And I said, Andrew, why don't you jump on uh, coffee chat with me tomorrow? I want to talk about culture. And he said, Ryan, to tell you the truth, I'm so new in this role, I could talk about it, but you really need to talk to Tucker that works with me here at the church, our preteen pastor, because he works so hard at creating this culture in his ministry that, that he said is unlike anything I've ever seen. So I reached out to Tucker and Tucker's going to join me. Tucker wants to jump on here. Tucker, you, um, here's a connection to Tucker, Andrew Brooks, and 
Corey Jones. Now, y'all know who Corey Jones is, the co-host of the Kids Matter podcast and a frequent visitor of the Daily Coffee Chat. Um, Tucker and Corey have worked together for several years now. Tucker, thanks for joining me on the Coffee Chat. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Andrew Brooks for the recommendation, you know. We're setting the bar high. I mean, Andrew's like, you've never met a guy like this when it comes to culture so he set the bar high Tucker. i'm just warning you um how awesome to get paid to be a preteen pastor Mm -hmm. preteens are awesome aren't they yeah so i'm actually junior high pastor so um, nice like there's there's some there's some overlap um but yeah seventh and eighth graders love that phase of life of junior high yeah, you know, don't you think they're, I mean, they're at that age where they, they still want to have fun. They still want to get the Nerf guns out. Mm-hmm. But they also, they have a lot of kid in them, but they're also ready to start having some serious conversations, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the biggest question, the conversation that junior hires have is, who am I? And that's such a great opportunity for us as, as the church to share that um, their identity in Christ with them. And um, they're still malleable. They're still moldable. So that's an awesome opportunity for us as a church to come in. It's such a vital, important oh, phase of life. Vital. Because if somebody doesn't speak into that and remind them who they are in Christ and what God says, how God identifies them, um, they're, they're going to pick up their cues everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their friends and um, what social media says they are and so yeah you've got such a great job tucker we're talking about culture today um tell us what what are some of the things you do especially with your volunteers to create a culture where um you know there's just a real sense of community and good morale and and before before you tell us some of the practical things of what you do do you agree with me that it doesn't happen by default this guy, it's something as a leader, you've got to really be intentional about. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. I was uh, talking with our summer intern um, this morning and I said, if you're not intentional with the decision you make, you drift and you never get to a, pl- a good place when you drift or you never get to where yeah. you want to be when you drift. So a hundred percent agree with that. Yep. Yep. So tell us, what are you doing to build good culture with your team? So I really do four things. Um, the first one it actually starts with me is I never ask my team to do something that I'm not willing to do myself because I believe that we as a leader that we need to set that servant leadership example before anything. And if you're asking your team to do something you're not willing to do yourself, you're not a leader, you're a boss. And Good. in ministry, it's really that negative connotation of boss and you really want to be a leader and actually step into uh, the action actually do it yourself so i never ask my team to do something i'm not willing to do myself that's number one if if that means staying late if it means stacking chairs oh yeah i'm right there i'm right there with them yeah have you ever thought about i've i've talked about this before how much wealth i would have if i just had a nickel for every chair i've ever stacked in my ministry (laughs) I mean, in a quarter for every table loaded. removed. We'd oh be rich gosh, dudes. Dude. Yeah, dude, we would be loaded. <laughs> we would be. I love that. So never ask your team to do something you're not willing to do yourself. Mm-hmm. And then just jump in there and, and hey, let them see you cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning up the mess, mm-hmm. sticking around late, doing the dirty work. What else? 
Um, so number two is I give them a vision. So uh, someone's not going to follow if you don't know where you're going yourself. Um, your team loves to follow you when you have a destination set, when you have hey, point A, but this is point B where we're going, and this is how we're getting there. And and your team doesn't want to drift. So we as a leader need to set the visions like, hey, this is where we're going to go to, so this is something that we can actually strive for, work towards, and that we can have a goal in front of us to obtain. I love it. What's that look like practically with volunteers to cast that vision for you? Do you have meetings? Do you um, Is it just kind of as you go? I mean, you're constantly like mm-hmm. planting the seed. What's it look like? So it's it's a big mixture of both. Um, me and our high school pastor are actually having an all-team meeting July 18th, and this is where we'll lay out the entire vision of the school year. But on an individual level, um, I will have bi-monthly meetings with just our junior high team um, just to make sure we're on the same page, to share that same vision that we went over in July, and just to restate it so they remember and live it out. And then on a monthly basis, I'm trying. I, I would try to meet with leaders one-on-one, probably about six to eight leaders from our team on a monthly basis, so I can check in and see how they're doing individually, how their life group is doing, their small group is doing, how their marriage is doing, um, and just uh, check in on them individually. I love it. I love it. All right, I butted in. You've got four things that you do. Let's go to number three. Uh, number three is I want to build a team where if I was out of town or say for whatever reason I'm not the junior high pastor anymore, my team and our students wouldn't know a difference. That the ministry would not be built on me, but be built on the team, on the adult leaders, on our student leaders, and that they would still run with the vision and run and own the ministry that they're a part of. I love it. I love it. Yeah, which is something that we all struggle with, and if we're not careful, um, everything can fall on us and you just feel like you can't be gone for a week or, yeah. or it's all going to crumble and I don't have anybody to cover for me. But if you can, if you always have the mindset, um, Tucker, that I, I just want to always work myself out of a job. I want to build a mm-hmm. team. So much of being a ministry leader, we think about as a kid's pastor or in your case, a junior high pastor. You might, might be tempted to think, well, my job is I minister to these kids, I minister to these kids, I minister to these kids. Well, you do. But but you've got to view yourself as a team builder, that it's not all on you. Yes, part of your job is to pastor these kids, but you've got to be building a team, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stronger the, the ministry, the str- strong ministries are led by strong teams, and that's just the way mm-hmm. it works. Yeah, and the 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 our the way our culture is, so we're only a two grade ministry, seventh and eighth grade, and what we want from our small group leaders is to move up into the high school ministry with their students. So I'm constantly in that mindset of building the team because each year half my team moves That's up into the high school point. ministry. That's a good point. Um, what would you say, t- Tucker, to someone who is watching or listening? They're like, man, I'd love to build a team, but but honestly. Like, I'm the only one. Where should I start? What would you tell somebody who's like, man, I'm a one-person show right now, but you're right, I need a team. What should, should somebody like that do? 
So I actually heard this advice from Don Wilson. He's a he used to be pastor, the pastor of Christ Church of the Valley out in Arizona. Yep. And he said building a staff and building um, his team was he started with people who were like him. Because the thing about it is, yeah, we need different personalities on our team. But if a majority of the personalities on our team are opposite of us, then our team's going to clash head and we're never going to see eye to eye on things. So I would say start with recruiting volunteers with leaders who are you, whether it's, hey, high energy, if you're a logical thinker, if you're extrovert, introvert, whatever it is, your Enneagram type, your personality type, whatever it is. But start looking for those leaders who are similar to you, not the exact same person of you who are going to be that yes man, but who are similar to you. That's a good point. Good point. All right. Your fourth tip. My fourth tip is when a new volunteer comes to observe, they know exactly what it looks like to serve on our team and the expectations. And the way we do this is when a new volunteer comes, they come and observe a current volunteer the entire service. So they see what it's like to be a greeter, a check-in volunteer, what it's like to be in our basketball gym, what it looks like to have that small group conversation at the uh, tail end of our service. And the expectation side of things is we actually have this notebook. It's our volunteer handbook. And we give um, these potential volunteers of saying, hey, this is how we get from point A to point B. This is how we walk out that vision. This is our expectations. If you're on board, hey, we'd love to have you on our team. If you can't really agree on these things, if you can't um, jump on ship with us, then we'd love to point you in the right direction of a ministry that would be a perfect fit for you. And we're very clear with that because we don't want volunteers who are going to be, or leaders or team, uh, a team who's going to be wishy-washy, but we want these leaders who are going to be committed, who can agree on the vision and agree how we execute the vision as well. So we can let them know that on, on day one when they come and observe. I like that. A lot of times it seems like we talk, Tucker, about um, recruiting strategies and retention strategies. And I don't know that we talk enough about how do we actually onboard volunteers. And it's easy to recruit somebody. They say, I shouldn't say it's easy to recruit somebody, but the the tendency is recruit somebody, boom, throw them in and walk away. We just throw them in in the room, lock, Mm -hmm. you know, shut the door. But I like that idea of, of uh, shadowing or making sure they really understand. In fact, I think it's a bad idea for a, a new volunteer or prospect or somebody that's interested in volunteering to just shadow for several weeks even to really get an understanding mm-hmm. of what's going on. And that's what we actually do is a leader shadows for two weeks because we do small groups every other week. So that way they get the experience of what it's like to be in that small group environment and not in that small group environment. And then at that third week coming back, I meet with them before that Wednesday night because that's our main programming. And it's like, okay, you ready to go or you want to be or you want to find a better fit. So exactly. I love it. Um, Tucker, I I'm I can't wait to get down to your church and um hang out i feel like i keep making more and more friends there in carrollton <laughs> yeah uh pastor shannon's going to be a speaker at our global kidman day i don't know if you knew that or not i saw that Corey uh, sent me that last night yeah um i actually had i'm not going to talk about it on the on here but i had a dream about shannon two nights ago which <laughs> totally random um, and bizarre that awesome. i met him and he was this stuck up guy that like Oh. had like a security guy around him. And I remember like introducing myself and I'm friends with Corey and he like blew me off. And 
and there was more to the dream that I won't share online, but um, <laughs> which is totally opposite of the kind of guy yeah. that Corey's told me. Oh, yeah. Like, 100% uh, <laughs> different end of the spectrum. Yeah, complete, super awesome dude. Shannon is. Yes. Tucker, you're a good man. Thank you for joining me on the coffee chat. Keep building to that team. Keep loving on Corey and Andrew and everybody on staff there. Thanks for joining me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for All having right. me. All right. See you, Tucker. Yep. See you. All right. That is Tucker Music from Carrollton, Georgia. Friends of our mutual friends and I love the I Love Kidman community, Andrew Brooks and um, Corey Jones. I love that. Uh, several great takeaways from that conversation with Tucker. Don't ask someone to do something you're not willing to do yourself. Um, always make sure that you communicate well, that people see the vision of where we're going, that you are formally doing that. And then even in casual conversations, you are doing that. Um, boy, culture matters. And you have to, as a leader, be the champion of culture. Linda Loudermilk is a, a, an active member of the I Love Kidman community. On Monday, I think it was Monday, I saw Linda's post in I Love Kidman about this big event that you did. You did this event on this past Sunday, right, Linda? Right, right. It was actually startup. It was our first Sunday back after COVID. Nice. So. Okay. So before you tell us about the event, Linda, I think you're in Michigan, right? I am, yeah. Okay, I saw that on Facebook. Where are you at in Michigan? We're in Goodrich, Michigan. Goodrich. So we're kind of sandwiched between Flint and Detroit. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and boy, I mean, Michigan's been, you guys, it's been a tough, mm. it's been tough for everybody, but um, things have been interesting up in Michigan, haven't they? Yeah, it's taken a while to open up. So we've just, uh, we've just been able to get our hair cut like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Linda, how long have you been a part of the I Love Kidmen Facebook? Oh, boy, I don't know. A long time. I feel like you have been. Yeah. Several, yeah. And how long have you been a children's pastor? Well, I'm not a children's pastor. I'm a children's director, but um, I've been doing this for about 40 years. Have you really? Yeah, long time. I, I was. I began when I was a teenager. Someone asked me to help in a Sunday school class and been doing it ever since. Man, that is neat. That's neat. How long have you been at the church where you're at? Well, uh, my husband and I, uh, he's actually the children's pastor. We were at a previous yeah. church that we grew up in. We were there our, our whole ministry until yeah. about four and a half years ago, our district had asked us to plant a church. And really? so for a fresh church plan of about four and a half years, and he's a senior pastor and, and I, I'm uh, over the children's department out here. That's pretty neat. So what denomination are you part of? Nazarene. Nazarene. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Trey Brooks? Oh, very well. Do you? Very well, yes. That's neat. I think the role of Trey Brooks. Yeah. Um, we do Trey a lot was of spark conferences together. So. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I first met Trey when he was a children's pastor in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which. Oh. Um, just like an hour north of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, okay. Tell us about this event. And well, first of all, before you tell us about the event, go to the y'all sometime next time you're on Facebook. Go to the I Love Kid Men community. Just type in the search. Linda Loudermilk, L-O-U-D-E-R-M-I-L-K. You're going to see the pictures that she posted. Tell us about your event. Well, we were we were trying to uh, think about how to start up and start off, you know, well, where people would feel, you know, safe 
and the kids would uh, be excited about it. So when we began to uh, think about coming back together, our church is very small. In fact, we grew fast when we were out here, so we immediately okay. went to two services. And uh, the room we're in, uh, actually be able to socially distance, well, we probably could get maybe 10 kids in it. So uh -huh. we began to think outside the box and thought, you know, let's run a great big tent. And that's just... Uh, come up with a great theme and and we began there. And so the tents outside, uh, I, I believe that logistics are everything. And so part of building a team is finding people that aren't all like you. And so we had uh, quite a bit of uh, thought and effort went into the tent and uh, you saw the pictures. Um, uh, we wanted it to be safe. So of course we had hand sanitizers out there. We, we had masks for people that wanted them. We took temperatures. And uh, I would I would say, uh, as far as planning goes, having the right people in the right spots. You know, we had we had uh, one of our uh, volunteers out there that is very friendly, and she was the one uh, with the temperature, you know, uh, with the thermometer that was going to be new. So I knew that'd be important to have someone out there that everyone respected and loved. So that went well. And then as they approached the tent, they came to kid check. And we had our, our regular kid check person out there who's extremely friendly. Yeah. And uh, and then we handed out hula hoops. That was how we were going to socially distance. That's and good so idea. They, yeah. after they kid checked, they went and got a hula hoop, got their name in it. And then they went into the actual area in the tent where I had, uh, you know, my uh, most passionate and fun volunteers who just uh, helped them get in place. And so uh, that's kind of what it looked like to come in. Yeah. And how did your leaders respond to that? Do you feel like it was it helped? I mean, did it help the energy and excitement? Oh yeah, I think I think I read something the other day where they said that going back after COVID, a lot of times it's like restarting, like maybe a plant uh -huh. church or just a restart. And they said they're yeah. kind of this is a good opportunity to just think outside the box and do things different. So I think everyone loved just something fresh to do. And with it being outside, we have the music, you know, loud as people were pulling in the driveway and, you know, the kids were running to get to the tent. And uh -huh. it was just it was just a high energy, fun morning. I love it. I love it. Um, Linda, thanks so much for sharing your story. And y'all, next time you're on Facebook, look up the pictures that Linda posted. Just If you go to the I Love Kidman Facebook group, there's a little search bar. Just type in Linda's name, Linda Loudermilk, and you'll see the pictures. Um, Linda, last, last question as we wrap up. What is one word of encouragement you would give someone who is watching or listening that maybe is just discouraged today as a children's ministry leader? Would you just speak a word of encouragement to them? I would say get on your knees a lot and uh, look around a lot. Um, lead by example. I mean, your energy is going to be contagious to other people. And so I'm always looking around over my shoulder, looking for the next person to jump on the team. And I, I think if you have a, a solid team, you know, that's uh, full of creative people and, and they're welcoming, uh, anyone would want to be part of that team. So. Linda, thanks for joining me on the coffee chat. God bless you guys in that new church plan up in Michigan. Thank you. He has. It's not brand new anymore. It's a few years. But it sounds yeah. like God's really blessing y'all. And let me know if you need anything, Linda. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks so much. Yep. All right. Thank you. What a great coffee chat. What can you do, friends, to speak into um, the culture of your ministry and team? What can you do today? Maybe you can send some cards of encouragement, some text messages. You can make some phone calls. You've got to every day and every week be thinking about the culture of my ministry. And yes, so much of your ministry is about 
the ministry to those kids and families. But you also need to view maybe even equally as important or more is you view yourself as a coach to that team and building into your children's ministry team and making those investments. You never, ever regret it. I know it takes time and it takes work. Friends, it's been a great coffee chat. Thanks so much for joining me. Please go check out globalkidmenday.com. Uh, you can train your entire children's ministry team for just $95. I'm bringing conference quality training to your church. You can either do this live in person where everybody gathers at the church, or you can do this event virtually, but it happens on August the 8th, which is just a little over a month away. Globalkidmenday.com. Friends, thanks for joining me in today's coffee chat. I love these. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the same time. God bless. This episode of the Ryan Frank podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.